The problem was when you have a lockdown and the whole world is locked down, I couldn't see anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody. I didn't hug anybody. And if you isolate somebody, an extrovert like me especially, you're going to destroy that human being very quickly. My weight ballooned and I became diagnosed as morbidly obese. You get so many health problems when you're obese as well. Back problems, migraines, it's just... My mindset went and all the Tony Robbins stuff and all the mindset work I'd done just wasn't working. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined by Niraj Kapoor once again. Niraj previously featured on episodes 166 and 242 of Broken Bulbs. After 23 years in London running sales teams, Niraj wanted to raise the standards in sales, so he wrote Everybody Works in Sales. He then set up his own coaching and training company to help keep businesses accountable to help them achieve their results. Since then, he's delivered sales trainings to over 300 small businesses. But he was also on a path of self-destruction after his divorce. That's coming up after the break. Real quick, before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether it's sharing the show with a friend or family member who you think will get something out of it, leaving us a review, or supporting me directly on Patreon. Now, when you support me directly on Patreon, you can do so for as little as $3 a month. You'll receive a postcard from me and a bunch of bonus content, not just for Broken Bulbs, but for the other podcasts I work on as well. That's patreon.com slash Williams, or just click the first link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Niraj Kapoor, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? This is a tough one. So yes, I'm ready. Got to face your fears and talk about these things. It's going to help a lot of people. You do. And, and that's one great thing that I appreciate about doing this podcast is how many people come back and say, oh, I went through that same thing. Like I get that. And I'm glad I heard somebody else share that experience. So today's is talking about you going on a path of self-destruction after your divorce and losing your business. Do you want to tell us about this? What what happened? My wife and I have been married. It was just over 21 years at this point. About 14 years into our marriage, we got the dream home. It was an English country house, three-story. It was beautiful. It's where the top 1% of people live. That, that was our dream. We spent 14 years working towards it. And what was difficult was everybody who lived there, they all inherited money but we were the couple who actually had to work our asses off six days a week, you know, and the first month or two are great. People are congratulating you. You have wonderful parties. Everybody thinks you're awesome, but then you're working not just six days a week, but seven days a week to pay a mortgage. You can't afford to drive cars. You can't afford to have debt. You can't afford just to impress people. You don't know. And I wasn't happy with that. I thought, really, is this, is this what success is? Because it, it didn't connect with me. I, I, I thought that, achieving the status in life would make me really happy and it was such a disappointment and whenever you start to break up in a relationship it's not immediate unless of course it's cheating or abuse that's completely separate and different this wasn't that it was just very slow cracks but we didn't see it at the time and then our daughter went to university and it was just the two of us at home myself and my wife and all of a sudden it was so depressing you could hear a pin drop we just couldn't cope and because her family are in India, my family are in Northern Ireland, I was li- we were living in England at the time, of course, for many years. Um, it was a big struggle. And so we tried date nights, but we ended up barely saying a word to each other. We wanted it to work. We just couldn't make it work. 
And then we went to India. So her brother was getting married. So we took a beautiful holiday to the North Indian mountains. Gorgeous scenery. I thought, yep, this is it. We'll save the marriage. And we fought day and night. And we fought during her brother's wedding nonstop because we knew it was over. And we couldn't do anything about it. And none of us wanted to get divorced. So I'm the one who went and saw Slister, which made me, or the lawyer, which made me the bad guy. And my family turned against me, her family, everybody turned against me, like I'd committed some evil crime. And everybody was condemning me because in Indian society, you shouldn't really get divorced. It's better to live with somebody and be miserable than be, <laughs> be divorced and happy. <laughs> That's Indian society for you. And that was very difficult. And I find myself really struggling because people either didn't want to get involved or they took my wife's side. That really surprised me. I thought I'd, I had friends, but I didn't. They were her friends. And people hung out with me to be around her because she was successful. She's charismatic and she's very beautiful. And she happens to be a brilliant cook as well. So, you know, she ticks all the boxes. And everybody wanted to be around her. And nobody was my friend. The people for 10 years I'd been on holidays with and spent Christmases with weren't my friends. And that them wanting nothing to do with me hurt me badly. And it was a very painful divorce. We were living in the same house, which made it even worse. And then when we finally got divorced a year later, you know, I got my own place and it was January 2020. And I thought, right, I've got to really focus on my career here. I'm in so much pain. It's really hurting. I walked away with about 70%. I gave her, sorry, I walked away with 30%, gave her 70% because the divorce became so painful. I just wanted it over and done with. So I was prepared to give it up. No hard feelings. That's what I did. And January and February 2020, my career is skyrocketing. I'm doing so well. I'm making five figures a month for the first time in my business. I'm now working as a coach, a sales coach, a LinkedIn trainer. This is amazing. And then, boom, March 2020, everything disappeared within 48 hours. That was terrifying. I can't describe to you the horror. And it's like, shit, how do I pay the mortgage? How do I support a child at university? How do I eat? And the government gave me nothing, which really disappointed me. You have all these lazy assholes on furlough, sitting at home, going on Facebook every day, going, I'm bored, recommend me a box set, or doing DIY and being lucky enough to take their kids to school and back for 12 months. And me, I ended up over a year getting, I think, £1,400. What's that? About $1,800 in a year from the government. You can't live like that. It's inhuman. You know, uh, people on minimum wage, people on welfare earn more than that. I, I just got nothing. The government were like, well, you got new business. You lost money in your first year. Uh, yeah, you're not getting anything. And I was really left out to dry, which after, you know, 25 years of paying a lot of tax really upset me. But quite often in life, Alex, you have to go through hard times to get to good times. And that's the point where I learned how to run a business. <laughs> and I swore I'd never get in a position again where I had to rely ever on face-to-face -face training. So while all my competition were doing nothing or doing free webinars, I did paid for masterclasses. I didn't call it webinar. I called it a masterclass. Uh, I invested more in coaching than ever. I, I started reading one hour a day, not half an hour a day. I, I, I really learned how to grow a business. And that was amazing. And within six months, I managed to just kind of get back on my feet again. The problem was when you have a lockdown and the whole world is locked down, I couldn't see anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody. I didn't hug anybody. I had sex with nobody. I had, I had no contact with the world. And if you isolate somebody, an extrovert like me especially, who goes to conferences, events, sees clients, plays in a rock band, you're going to destroy that human being very quickly. And I, 
my weight ballooned and I became diagnosed as morbidly obese, which was disgusting. Uh, and you get so many health problems when you're obese as well, back problems, migraines. It's just my mindset went and all the Tony Robbins stuff and all the mindset work I'd done just wasn't working. And a friend of the family, sadly, who's very similar position to me, committed suicide. And my parents panicked and started doing some research. My father says, look, suicide rates among men in their late 40s is horribly high. You're vulnerable. You're overweight. You're just in a horrible place. You've got to come back to Ireland. Sell your damn house. Come back home. I don't care. It needs to be done now. And he was very adamant about that. So was my mother. So I rented my house. So I refused to sell it. And I moved back home with my parents, humiliated that I couldn't cope with life, humiliated that I was obese, humiliated that I was a coach who could coach other people but couldn't take care of himself. That was kind of weird and ironic. And it really hurt. And I spent the next six months working my mindset, my emotional intelligence, and crying a lot. I mean, I really did cry a lot. I, I, I've never cried as a man before, but just the loneliness of having to rely on my retired parents to cope i felt quite ashamed even though now i look back on it with tremendous gratitude tremendous gratitude and then this year about march 2021 my health got better my mental health's amazing my business went into profit and for the last six months now my business has been non-stop profit it's growing and growing and i'm so happy and as i told you before the show i've now lost 12 kilograms uh, which is about just over two stone. I'm going to the gym. I'm looking good. I've started, you know, doing online dating again. I managed to turn my entire life around. But I really had to just go through this horrible period of self-destruction. And I managed to turn it around by focusing on my mindset, my emotional intelligence. Because once you get that right, it's kind of easier to work other things out as well. And of course, at the end of every episode, I like to hear what you're doing now and where it is that we can find you and your work. Do you want to fill us in? Where can we go to find you? Certainly. Well, where I am now is in a very fulfilled place in life. And I'm thinking, okay, how can I serve more people through my work? How can I serve more charities? And now the world is in a slightly better place with lockdown. It's still a bit, you know, who knows what the future will bring. I'm attending more charity balls in the future, doing more charity work, helping more people. Notice I didn't say winning more clients helping more people. It's a very different, you know, mindset shift. And in terms of people finding me, uh, LinkedIn under Neeraj Kapoor or everybodyworksinsales.com. Fantastic. I'm going to have links to all of that and more down in the show notes so that people can go and find you and support your work in helping more people. I really like that. And with that, I just want to say thank you once again for a third time for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Alex. And thank you for listening. When the going gets tough, work a little harder. Find out what's going to keep you going and do that. Special thank you to Niraj for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, which of course I've linked in the show notes. And if you want more Niraj on broken bulbs, you can check out episodes 166 and 242 as well. And... If you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Grapevine. 
I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.